Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Today I want to talk about growing up. I finally understand the concept of infantile narcissism now, because mine seems to have finally dissipated. My youthful naivete didn't magically go away when I turned 18, but I feel like it's really gone now. For the last several years, I've been trapped inside my own head, unable to comprehend the thought processes and motivations of other people. But now that I see nearly all adults as peers, I feel like I can generalize my thought processes to them more, because our human brains have so much in common, and because we experience so many of the same socioeconomic pressures. I have finally grasped the reality of things I only understood in theory before. For example, the money I earn truly is mine to spend any way I choose, and I can do pretty much anything I want as long as I make enough money to afford it. And of course, I recognize that these realizations only feel jarring because I was lucky enough to grow up not having to think about money in the long-term sense. As a child, I do remember feeling guilt at making my parents spend money on things I didn't really need, but that was likely because I had sensed their slight distress at spending money and and it was more about not upsetting my parents in the short term than saving money in the long term. Don't bite the hand that feeds you, as they say. But a reality of which I've only recently become aware is that most people in this world are always thinking about either spending money or making money. Because we live under capitalism and thus it costs money to live and to do almost any of the things that make life worth living. I'm also realizing how much of our perceived reality is superficial and how many people are just pretending to have their shit together and know what they're talking about. So much of how we interact with other people is completely governed by social norms and conventions, and patterns of dialogue that we've picked up from our parents and the media we consume. I've also realized that it's comfortable to drown out your thoughts by consuming media constantly, specifically the type of media that encourages superficial thought rather than deep contemplation. I find that short form content especially has this effect. The videos are designed by their creators to be incredibly engaging because their creators want as many views and as much money as possible, but they're so short and each is so different from the next that you don't linger on any one subject area long enough to fully contemplate it, and many of the subjects do not require much mental legwork anyway, because they're marketed towards the broadest possible audience who might not necessarily have the technical education to understand a more complicated concept. And it's easier to consume this form of content, so easy. It's the path of least resistance, that's what we as humans seek, but it ultimately leads to a less meaningful life because it makes you feel worse in the long run. The other thing about constantly silencing your thoughts with brainless content is that it does just that. It silences your thoughts, it drowns them out. Now, for those with unprocessed trauma and intrusive thoughts, I understand that this can be an effective coping mechanism in the short term because it does numb distressing thoughts. I've used it that way myself, but it's ultimately a form of avoidance and it relegates to the back of the mind, not only the bad thoughts, but also the good. And because of this, when people converse, so many people are only regurgitating what they see others saying. And so much of modern conversation is just regurgitation instead of original thought. And that bothers me. And so many people are suppressing their brain's natural abilities and thought processes through a combination of lifestyle habits that it blows my mind. And that's what keeps us weak. That's what keeps us from collective liberation. That's what capitalism wants. That's what protects the interests of capital. And to get around that, we have to realize that understanding delayed gratification is the secret to happiness. And not just understanding it, but putting that understanding into practice, which is deliberately made difficult under capitalism. But the thing with delayed gratification is that you can actually find activities in the intersection between fun and conducive to long-term success. You can enjoy the process of improving your life. If you believe that the best way to conduct yourself as a human is to strive to live as long and happy a life as possible, you have to think in the long-term as well as the short-term. And I think I've only recently acquired the ability to truly envision my life as a whole. The amount of freedom I have is almost paralyzing in its magnitude. And yes, I recognize that this is a function of my socioeconomic privilege. I am not saying it is easy for everyone to get to where I am. It is so much harder for so many people. Capitalism fucking sucks. But in 
my case, achieving whatever I want is as easy as effectively planning and saving up for it, which is hard. But how different would the world be without capitalism? I could spend so much more of my life on the things that make life worth living, the things that I'm saving up for, rather than having to engage in labor that isn't as enjoyable or well-suited to me. But doesn't a balanced life require discomfort? Isn't discomfort required in order to grow? I know some level of intellectual discomfort is certainly necessary in order to learn, and I know a reasonable amount of physical discomfort is often required to improve one's physical abilities, but I certainly don't think the activities we now consider work have to be unfulfilling. Successfully monetizing one's hobbies, which is what we call the things we do out of intrinsic enjoyment and natural aptitude, is one of the most fulfilling ways to make money under capitalism, and I think that if more people were able to follow their natural abilities and inclinations, society would just operate better because people would enjoy their jobs more. And if everyone was less individualistic and balanced their own needs and desires with those of the community, there would be no need for certain jobs, like police, because people would have healthier relationships with one another and be less misanthropic. I truly feel like I've had some kind of epiphany recently or just understand humanity in the world on a deeper level now. I feel like I've broken out of the matrix, like I've unplugged, like I've taken the red pill, but not like in the cringe like manosphere way, don't get me wrong. I understand human thoughts and behavior so much more profoundly now. I understand why so many people are depressed, anxious, and otherwise mentally ill. I think it has to do with the incongruence of human nature and the way society operates today. They are mismatched. I also think that people suffer because they are quite literally not thinking enough, because they are suppressing their thoughts with shallow short form media, because this is a niche of content that is is incredibly successful under digital capitalism and people are incentivized to make as much of it as possible and consume as much of it as possible and people define themselves and their personalities by the media they consume instead of the original thoughts in their heads and I don't blame people for this because we all live under capitalism but something about that is a little disturbing and sad to me and because people have to spend so much of their time and mental and physical energy doing work in order to survive they quite literally don't have the brain power to do anything else besides consume content and I guess discuss content with other people at the end of the day. And I know because I feel this way when I'm doing too much and I'm just now realizing how sad that is. I think I'm having these realizations because this is the first time in my life that I haven't actually been burnt out. And I mean, that just speaks to the insidious nature of capitalism. Like I have been so focused on grinding that I literally have not had time to think about how fucked up the world is and how I can change it. And I haven't had the energy to do those things either. I think so many people are in a similar situation right now. And I'm not saying it's never okay to indulge in content like that. Of course it is. And I'm not trying to demean the work of creators who make that content either. I think it takes an incredible amount of skill and I think it takes a cool personality often. And those are both really positive attributes. And content like that is inherently fun. And I definitely consume it sometimes because I feel like my brain needs active rest. You just have to be mindful of the amount of time you spend consuming it and how it is affecting your brain. I'm also not saying that every thought you have has to be unique and everything you say and share and create has to be unique. That's like impossible. There is a big difference between the words original and unique. Almost nothing is unique because humans have so much in common because we are literally all the same species, but allowing your brain to have spontaneous thoughts and come to conclusions on its own is really satisfying and fulfilling and I wish more people could experience it more often and it 
only happens when you stop crowding and busying your brain constantly with social media that distracts you from those deep thoughts instead of embracing them and exploring them. So I've been trying to get better recently at expressing my thoughts through writing because I feel like there are so many thoughts swirling around my head that this is the only way I can pin them down. And of course, talking it out with other people helps too. I understand now why people with a preponderance of existential thoughts throughout history had to write so profusely to stay sane because now that I am more aware of my thoughts and they are increasingly clear and fully formed, I feel a need to articulate them. And I feel that the best way to do that is through writing, but also through sharing it in videos and in podcasts. And I'm aware that my desire to share my ideas with other people does stem partially from internalized capitalism because I do feel a strong drive to monetize the things that I naturally do. And I feel like I'm wasting good thoughts to some extent when I don't write them down because when I do that, I have no way to capitalize off of them. But I also think that there's a deep innate human desire for understanding that is also driving me to share all this because I know that if I put this out into the world, it might help other people think about the world on a deeper level too and understand me better. And I'm feeling extra grateful for the people who contributed to the English language and who taught it to me and for the verbal skills that allow me to articulate this. Being fluent in a language is a freaking privilege, especially the one that most people speak. And even though English is incredibly stupid and flawed, don't even get me started on how much I hate English from a linguistic standpoint, I think I would actually go crazy if I didn't have some way of expressing these thoughts. And I feel like this is a halfway decent way to do it. Thank you for listening. Louisa Miller, out.